Come and grab your friends. It's time for MetaWatch, the world's first, best, and only MetaBots podcast without a sponsor. My name's Mitch. I use EM pronouns, and I don't know how to get quick and easy meal plans shipped right to your door. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Colin. Hi, my name's Colin. My pronouns are they and them, and I would love to be sponsored by a watch company, but none of them make fucking pocket watches. Get on it, please, for me. Give me your money in a pocket watch. <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, it's MetaBots time. These were two really good episodes. I know we say that every time, but all, like for real, these were two really good episodes. <laughs> I, I was sitting there thinking, because uh, we were talking earlier today about you know what to do for the season finale of MetaWatch, and I was I was trying to think of you know my favorite episodes, and I think there's only two like stinkers, and they're only stinkers comparatively. Like there's maybe two episodes of this entire season that we've done that were anything less than like pretty darn good. Yeah, it's it's what the the just the dub episode of um what was it um the the tree episode that I can't remember the name of uh oh god yeah Metabee versus Rakusho is that it I think uh, that through was the it. fire and flames or whatever yeah 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 we you know we carry on um oh my, oh it was I dream of Hushi there we go yeah uh that that episode great in Japanese sucked in English um did you I watch can't... it in Japanese. Are you just uh, uh, saying that because I'm right and you believe uh, me? I'm saying that because you're right and I believe you. And maybe I'll watch it over Christmas break. Who knows? <laughs> I'm not going to force you. I, I'm right. I have it. I have it downloaded. Uh, so <laughs> I have access to it. I can watch it whenever I want. Uh, what, what is what is your other bad episode? I don't know. Uh, I, honestly, um, I, I just remember like in the beginnings, like okay, some of these episodes can be a little rough. I don't remember any specifics, and I. I I don't look behind me. I don't. I don't try to think about the past at all. That stuff's scary and bad. <laughs> I'm gonna live right here, right now, in the podcast. And then after this, I'm gonna forget I recorded a podcast. I think it's the only way I can remain happy. <laughs> I think I'm. Hmm. I'm trying to remember which episode Mystery Metabot was. No, that was the one where they where they remade people's houses. That one fucking ruled. yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't really think of one that really stands out as being a bad episode per se. Yeah, um, I, I don't think they were bad. I just don't think they were as good as the rest of the entire show. Yeah, maybe meet your metamaker. That wasn't great. Um, well, it stars Aki, and he yeah. sucks. <laughs> uh, but Mitch, what episodes are we watching today? We are watching episodes thirty-five and thirty-six, or in the uh, the sub. A much smaller number, or the dub, a much smaller number. It is, what, it is a, a 21, 22? Yeah, 21 and 22. Um, or no, oh, wait, 22, uh, 22 and 23. And 23. Uh, dude, mm-hmm. where's my ma? And extreme measures. <laughs> dude, where's my ma? Dude, these, where's these, my ma? <laughs> these two episodes have, um, especially the first one with dudes, where's my ma? They have a couple references to stuff happening only during this time period of history. Yeah. A very topical humor for a child's cartoon. Uh, we also, once again, I believe, have references to things that we haven't seen happen yet. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they just they just blatantly say, "Oh, haven't we done that before?" And they're like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> okay, which which theoretically, um, I, I mean, we'll we'll get to it. But I think I think the one that I, that really sticks out to me is like I don't know if we didn't see this or if the show forgot that they didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> and see, but. we missed so many episodes um, that, you know, it could be either or 
it also could be so meta uh, metabots is a very self-aware um shown in anime so it could just be oh yeah we've you know it wasn't exciting so we're not showing it, it yeah. that's a very likely possibility as well yeah i think um uh episode five slash episode 31 of the second season i think is going to give us some very important information uh for leading into this episode because it was technically episode 33 in japanese so um yeah are you talking about uh, bridge over troubled squid guts <laughs> Yeah, Bridge Over <laughs> Troubled Squid Guts is, I think, uh, supposed to take place, uh, oh, it does take place, like, uh, a couple episodes, or immediate, or no, two episodes before this one, uh, probably has some integral information uh, for what we're about to see. Really curious to see how they're going to dovetail that in uh, in season two, but, you know, uh, that's beside the point. Hey, last time we found out that uh, the Rubber Robos kidnapped Icky's mom. They sent him a little, a little letter. Uh, so we start out this episode with... Icky and B rushing home to find the house of wreck. Tea is knocked over. There is a um, a half-eaten uh, cookie, and yeah, that's that's the troubling part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so didn't even Icky take the cookie with them to eat. Yeah, I guess their arms were full of mom or whatever. But uh, whoa, that's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Icky does a smart thing and immediately calls his dad to let him know that uh, his mom's been kidnapped. Um. And, uh, yeah, but the, the call, like, drops before he can really get more than a few words out. Um, and that's also around, around when Karen finds a note from, uh, that Icky's mom left. And, uh, it says that she's fine, there was no struggle, and also she's not actually Icky's mom because this note was written by Sea Slug. <laughs> it's a good note. Uh, yeah. and, uh, a, a couple things here. So when we see Icky's dad, he is sweating. And I was like, why is this man nervous? And then as they zoom out, we see um, a bunch of people in, like, hijabs and stuff. I'm like, oh, he must be yeah. somewhere warm. I found out where it is. Uh, I did some research. I found out the likely country, uh, the likely area that um, Icky's dad is. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but I was like, oh, this is nice, you know. We're, yeah. we're seeing different cultures. It, it, really cool. Yeah. Um, and we don't know much about uh, Icky's dad, but we know one thing. The man loves his wife. <laughs> he does. He screams when he heard that she's been kidnapped. Um, he nearly passes out when she gave him a kiss last time we saw him. Yeah. And then, you know, throughout this episode, we see how devoted of a husband he is. Icky's they dad's do, pretty yeah. cool. They do seem to have a really great relationship, and I I do really love that about this show. Um, it's it's nice to just see two, two uh, adults in a loving relationship uh, who care about each other. Uh, yeah. and, like, there's yeah. nothing weird about them necessarily there's it's not like played for jokes oh these yeah. people are in love no it's like yeah they're, they're in love cool yeah. um the the letter we get in the sub i i wrote it all down because it is it's so much longer but it's it's real good it's um the cold days of winter are finally behind us and accompanied by rain spring is set to arrive today we hope that the tenryu family may spend these days in good spirits and then we cut and see the the letter is written uh cut and pasted from a magazine <laughs> okay all right you know. and then and then they make a couple jokes there's actually jokes in this episode okay um, and then it cuts back to karen finishing reading sincerely yours the rubber robo gang and they start freaking out she goes hold on in fine print written as small as it can p.s we have your mom come alone with meta b <laughs> yeah uh we get a a similar thing that uh sea slug requests uh icky and meta b to come row battle for her freedom uh and to not 
uh, uh, you know, uh, bring anybody with them. And also that if if they tell the police, then the rubber robos will tell the police that Icky records row battles without the written consent of the Metabot, uh, the World Metabot Federation. Which is uh, a which, very late 90s, early 2000s problem. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, you know, I guess, like, there's occasionally you'll still hear people uh, hear people make jokes about like recording like football games and stuff but that is such like a 90s like early 2000s joke of like you know somebody going like oh it's the it's the big game of my favorite team i better i better record it on vhs and having like a swat team come in uh to like shoot the tv or whatever <laughs> i remember um because this is roughly the four kids t- time i remember there was a big problem with um uh, this is you know 35 40 years ago but no um i i remember there was a uh a big problem with people recording i believe it was pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or one of those shows uh on vhs and like it becoming a big controversy and being in the news because of it like the company was cracking down on it wow so this being in metabots is pretty pretty topical <laughs> uh koji by the way uh he's mocking the letter because it's poorly written and I'm like, that's kind of rude, dude. Yeah. His mom's been kidnapped. It's not a time for a grammar lesson. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, man. Um, we uh, Koji continues to be a huge piece of shit in this episode. Uh, but we do cut over to Mrs. Tenryo, uh, tied up in the rubber robo base, and everyone is so incredibly polite to her. She's having such a good time. <laughs> she doesn't look nervous at all being tied up. She's been... Yeah. Okay. She's been tied up a lot because she's the Phantom Thief retort, is what I'm going to get to. Yeah, okay. Which, that's, that scene. was my first thought. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, you know, she's used to being tied up because she's a criminal. And yeah. we learn some things about that later in these two episodes. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, she does, uh, you know, they have her tied up and they're they're being nice to her. But she does say, like, hey, listen, these ropes are barely tied at all. Do you want me to, like, show you how to tie a better knot? And then we cut back over to the house. Uh, and Koji tries to get Icky to uh, focus on winning two more row battles before they go to rescue his mom. Because, like, he's got to get those today. Uh, or he's not going to get go to the get to go to the World Beta Fighter tournament. Uh, yeah, we, it's a, three hours. T- shit. <laughs> it's three hours till the deadline. He has to yeah. win at least two more times, or else he will break his promise to Koji. Yeah, and the entire time, like, like we see, um, like I, I was thinking at first, like, oh shit, is this show going to be more like Shaman King? Um, Shaman King, loved it. It was great around the same time period. Um, I'm going to spoil a little bit of Shaman King. The idea is there is a tournament, and whoever wins the tournament gets to um, converse with God, which is cool. And, like, you get wishes granted, or, like, you can summon God, and ba- I don't know. It, you get to meet God, yeah. uh, was the thing. And they set up, you know, the main character is doing all this stuff, and he just fucking loses, at, like, <laughs> round four. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. even get high enough to face the winner. He doesn't even yeah. know who wins, because he loses and gets kicked out. And uh, I was like, oh, which is really cool, because those fights only happen one every 100 years. So this guy's never meeting God with, well, and, you know, without being stabbed first. A lot of stories in that show. But that's fine. It's whatever. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. If he's lucky. Yeah. I guess if he's a ghost, he, I don't know how, anyway, I was really excited. I'm like, shit, maybe Icky's just not going to go to the tournament. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be Um, really fun. Uh, uh, Not the case. 
We do get something equally as heartwarming, though, because Icky is immediately like, no, she's my mom. I'm going to save my mom. That's the most important thing. And Metabi comes in and says, she's my mom, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I openly weep. Uh, <laughs> I, I love these two boys. I love that they love their mom. I love, I love that they're brothers now. Uh, the, yeah, the- it, finally. Uh, <laughs> we could say that Icky is unproblematic for an episode. <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, it's pretty good. Uh, he's even considerate of Metabee's feelings the entire time, which is mm-hmm. maybe maybe in the 15 episodes we've missed doing this season, he's actually grown up. Yeah. Um, but he does say, uh, she's my only mom, which implies if he had more moms, he might be okay with letting one slip. <laughs> well, if he had more moms, that mom could help him rescue the other moms. Like, well, I mean, if they're all like his mom. Yeah. yeah, then yeah. If you hadn't yeah, if you had an army of moms, they would probably already have rescued the the uh, mom prime. Uh, <laughs> uh but yeah, that's, that's a future them. we want. We we don't want <laughs> guns in every house that can shoot on command of sleeping children. We want an army of moms saving yeah. each other. Yeah, uh mom to his prime, uh moms to the right of all sentient beings. <laughs> <laughs> Freed moms are the right of every- Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Icky and B tell everybody to stay behind. Uh, they're going to go save uh, their their mommy. Um, and we cut back to the Rubber Robo base where uh, Mrs. Tenryo has helped them tighten the knots uh, and uh, is, you know, gets told to, you know, from here on out, be quiet. You are a prisoner. Da, 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 da. Uh, but she has to speak up and she risks it to tell one of her guards that he has a hole in his uniform. And How he doesn't know what he's going to do, so she offers to uh, fix it. And then we cut to her putting a big heart patch on it and a huge line of rubber robos, uh, the little single antenna rubber robos, like in line to have their uniforms fixed too. And then we go straight to her making curry for everybody. They do repeatedly call it soup, but I'm not an idiot. I know fucking curry when I see it. Uh, and everybody loves it. It's so good. Uh, they call it soup in the sub too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they um, do? Yeah, okay. which is weird. Um, the, the one time they mentioned it, they called it soup because most okay. of the time they just don't talk about the things that are on the screen in the, the sub. I, I guess Japanese curry is technically a soup or like a stew or whatever. Uh, um, this is, this is so, uh, you know, I'm going to get this on the record at the beginning of the show. I was really into the rubber robos, you know, they're a cool yeah. criminal group in sunglasses. How could I not love them? But as we gone on a lot more of their beliefs and practices, um, have been bad. <laughs> And uh, we see these are all uh, young men and like it, around the same age, same sh- body shape and everything for the most part. Yeah. It, there's nothing that's come that's been good from a group of young disenfranchised men like this. Oh, yeah. They've clearly all been rubber pilled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense why they all say robo at the end now. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and we we see uh, like this episode is about how there's only one female rubber robo. Yeah, um, and yeah, like uh, you know, Sea Slug and and Trimpy and uh, Squid Guts immediately are kind of like, oh, what are you all doing? But then they sit down and they eat uh, they eat this soup, they eat this curry, whatever it is, and uh, are like they're like, oh wow, this is really good. We got to keep her around. We can't ever let her go. Um, and that is when, uh, they try to pin the whole kidnapping thing on, uh, Gil Girl, uh, who, Which is uh, not, yeah. 
That's not what happens in the sub. Okay. She's just immediately jealous that she's not... Um, oh, she actually gets into a lot of her beliefs in this episode. And it is... Uh, it's it's a trip. Th- this show is about... Uh, this episode is about feminism. Okay. <laughs> in the sub. It, it is just two different feminist ideologies clashing here. Uh, listen, I just came off of uh, Zeta's ending, which is full of bad gender bullshit, so please just lay it on me. What are the feminist takes of... Uh, of so, um, <laughs> we'll get into it a little bit more, but uh, right off the bat, she's um, she's mad, because like, they're all praising this woman, and it's it's not her. And then she goes, we don't need this kind of shit, and then flips the table. Well, the curry lands in her arms, burns it. And then uh, Chidori, uh, Iki's mom as she's helping the burn gives her beauty tips, um, which I, I'm going to point out the scene. It doesn't actually fall into the, the rest of the thing it was cute. Uh, she's holding um, Gil girl's hand and telling her that she's beautiful. And then Gil girl does blush, which is, it is a cute scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll get into, we'll get yeah. into what she thinks um, towards the end of this episode. Cause she just, she does not stop talking about what she thinks about women. I, and it is not great. You know, as much as I, I do kind of like her uh, her design reveal, also uh, some real bad implications if you mm-hmm. know anything about how Japanese people like to depict Chinese people. So we will get there. Uh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, we uh, we cut over to Iki and B who have arrived at this uh, mountainside um, and get ready to charge the place. Uh, they head into a cave uh, but the rubber robos are too busy eating lunch, so they tell Iki and Metabi to just kind of hang out in the foyer until they're done, and then they'll come row-battle them. Uh, Very courteous. <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's good food. We do cut over. Uh, Mrs. Tenryo is running a full-scale kitchen now with several of the rubber robos. Somebody's rolling out pastry dough. It's great. Uh, <laughs> she should and- be the leader. Well, that's that's the thing. I feel like that's uh, you know, as we know, uh, Iki's mom is uh, one of many uh, phantom renegades, and she's probably done her time in criminal organizations like this. And it's just natural that she would come in and want to be like a positive influence all, on all of these young criminals and make their time better than what she probably had to go through. I mean, it's a very sweet ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also think about, uh, if we got like a, a, like a late season two reveal of all of the like grunt rubber robos being turned into like grunt phantom renegades. I know that we are probably inaccurate on this idea that multiple characters are phantom renegade, but I wanted to happen so bad. God, that'd be so good though. (laughs) Especially since, uh, and scene that happens later in this episode, (laughs) I I could see that happening in reverse and it's all renegade masks. That'd be beautiful. That'd be heartwarming. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Sea uh, uh, Slug comes out to challenge Icky uh, to a two-on-one fight uh, because, you know, they clearly never play by the rules. Uh, and Icky agrees because he just wants to save his mom. But Gil Girl <laughs> is the one who steps up. Uh, she has finally tried Miss Tenryo's cooking and is completely swayed by it. And uh, says that she'll be the one to fight Icky uh, because they have to keep her captive forever because her cooking is that good. Um, in, I'm going to guess sub, she says something different. <laughs> yeah. So they talk about how much she, like, they love her. It's like, hey, look, we might let her go. We, we probably won't. She She's actually very wonderful. You should appreciate your mom more. <laughs> and she slams her hand on the table. 
And she goes, that's it. It's finally time for one of the highest rank robos, the mysterious beauty, uh, Surume, to reveal herself as uh, it, it, she, she does the reveal. She takes off her costume and she goes, I will prove I'm right about womanhood. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is kind of, so like, um, she reveals herself as Gilda Girl Nakova, um, and she's wearing a, a blue, like, uh, Kuipau, like, Chinese-style, like, dress, like, the classic, like, uh, uh, like, diagonally, like, double-breasted, uh, like, silk dress with, like, short sleeves. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it has, like, this really nice, like, wave pattern that comes up from the bottom. And it's, it's all beautiful. kind of, like, sea-themed. Uh, yeah. She does have, uh, you know, she, she brings out her two metabots, uh, Siguru and Spiritus. Siguru is very clearly some kind of, like sea dragon girl and spiritus is a tiger robot with boobs um yeah <laughs> yeah it certainly does have boobs uh spry tooth in the uh in the sub which reminds me of uh land before time yeah um we we will uh we'll get into this during the fight but they are very clearly supposed to be um uh, the East and West Cardinal Guardians, uh, like in, in traditional like Japanese and Chinese like uh, folklore and especially surrounding feng shui, uh, you have the blue dragon and the white tiger. Uh, they are very clearly supposed to be those those two entities. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah, I was wondering why a sea-themed person had a tiger, but that makes sense now. Um, and yeah, uh, they... Um, yeah, she, she says after the reveal, you know, maybe it's just because I feel irritated today. Uh, but and she starts talking. Uh, I think they were trying to get across. She's talking like a Californian accent because she keeps saying like all the time now. This is so I... and they, they, they point out that uh, her speech pattern changed. And they said, well, you know, you have to drop everything. when you become a rubber robo, which is wild too but uh she goes i feel irritated today i like hate women who can cook and clean and are good at sewing too i have no idea what this show is trying to say <laughs> and when she starts fighting <laughs> she screams i'm going to like teach you that being a housewife is not a woman's ideal lifestyle so we we are getting some second wave uh and third wave uh well really first second and third wave uh feminist conflict going on here mm-hmm. uh you know, uh, I th- there are so many things this this like little three minute segment is throwing against the wall. I have no fucking clue what to say about any of this. I can't unpack it. Uh, I I prefer the dub's interpretation where she's like kind of jealous, but then being won over by Icky's mom until the fact yeah. she's fighting to keep her. Like that's a way better storyline than yeah. um, <laughs> being anti housewife. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not. Um, Especially since we know that uh, Miss Tenryu is quite possibly a criminal mastermind. Yeah. Which makes her, you know, not quite a housewife. It's a housewife in disguise. Um, It's a very complicated thing. Yeah, I've got, who man, uh, I did not do a deep dive. Uh, I didn't watch the sub, and I certainly didn't do the uh, an incredibly deep dive on this episode. So I'm just going to let things stand. Uh, if anybody has any opinions on the... Uh, gender implications of this episode. Please make a video episode uh, essay. Uh, I will watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the in the dub specifically at this point, the ru- the rest of the rubber robos get worried about all of this, but explicitly because they think that um, 
uh, uh, you know, uh, Gilda is going to take all the soup after she wins, and so uh, they're going to have to distract her while Sea Slug tries to soak some of it up in bread for them to eat later. I mean, that's pretty cute, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we get in this fight, and um, Sprytooth is a uh, big, strong uh, melee fighter, yeah. and then um, uh, uh, Siguru is a quick range shooter. Yeah. With a shield gun thing. Like, good team comp. Yeah. Like, she's, fucking, yeah. she's probably the most competent meta fighter we've seen. Yeah, she knows she knows how to do a double battle. Um, like, you know, fucking Shrimpy, his three-man setup didn't really seem to have any strategy to it other than three good metabots. But, like, this is very clearly a team. Um, uh, and he borrowed two of those metabots. So. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, Icky and Metabee also realize the very important idea that because she has revealed her true identity for literally no reason, um, that means they will get a point from this. So they'll be they'll get one of their two points they need to still make it to the uh, um, to the the championship. And that's also yeah, that when Mr. A... Referee steps out of a cave door. <laughs> it is very weird. She revealed herself as opposed yeah. to just fighting in costume, especially since she was fighting for the rubber robos to prove that she belongs to the rubber robos. I also don't think that she's ever actually fought Icky as a meta fighter before. Mm -mm. Like, I don't think they've explicitly called her out as being the meta fighter that is doing, doing the fight that episode in the past. Mm -mm. So I don't fucking know. She's usually a cheerleader or making a snarky comment. That's usually her only role. It's, um, it's weird. Uh, we do um, cut to Icky's dad real quick. We do. Um, he's he riding is, an elephant. He's, yeah, he's talking about how he's how he uh, will even cross the Himalayas to save his wife. So we know he's in India, basically. He's not. Oh, he's not. No, I looked it up. Uh, given the um, the locations we see, uh, the uh, you know the animals we see, and then the style of dress, I think he's in Malaysia because they don't mention the Himalayas in the sub. <laughs> Oh, they... He doesn't well, talk I mean, at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they they explicitly mention the Himalayas mm -hmm. in the dub, and they do show the um, the uh, elephant walking towards a mountain range. Yes. Um, so I think... Uh, my, my guess is uh, India or Nepal or Bangladesh yeah. or I, something like I that. I was going to guess um, India, uh, but I, again, as I was looking through it, um, I, even, I even found a forum post... <laughs> uh, where someone was mentioning it, and it was like, yeah, uh, probably Malaysia or, or somewhere in that area, uh, given the um, high concentration of um, Muslim people that we see. Okay. Which which is neat. Like, that's cool. I, I mean, if it's India, still pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, definitely, I just, uh, definitely somewhere in um, uh, Southeast Asia, uh, Southeast mm -hmm. Asia, definitely. Um, it, which is nice, because a lot of times it, they send these dads and shows over to, like, uh, uh, China, sure. Um, yeah. But a lot of times it's like to America or like to Germany or something. And so it's it's really nice we're getting, you know, a different uh, culture here. I will admit when they first had that cut of like where he was and you saw like this kind of big rolling hill like dotted with like buildings. I thought it was going to be like um, Italy or Spain or Greece or something like somewhere Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. um, so like, yeah, uh, but the uh, India is kind of like a common touchstone uh, in anime. 
I guess not mm-hmm. really common. Like every like it is it's it's of a pool that they will usually reach for. Um, but yeah, uh, it's you know it's good to know that he the, if he couldn't even get that immediately immediate flight, he would risk uh, crossing on an elephant by himself. So uh, the Mr. man Tenorio, loves I his wife. You. He loves his wife. She may not be Betty Boop, but she is his <laughs> his wife. <laughs> what if what if her name is Chidori Tenryu and he just took her last name because he loves his wife. He he loves his wife. Well, I mean, she is immensely powerful. Uh, you know, they they clearly were probably doing crimes together. And the minute he realized that she could, uh, you know, she could uh, use the lightning blade uh, technique. Um, you know, it's just you gotta, yeah, you gotta you gotta marry her. If my if my wife was a you know a brilliant criminal mastermind and could have had lightning powers, I'd take her first name and last name if she wanted. Like I don't care. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, you can't you can't name yourself cheatery unless you can use the move. Come on. He and and while I believe that that Mr. Tenorio loves his wife, I don't believe that he has. I mean, we, one we've got to verify that he has lightning tendency, and two, I don't know if he has the like the 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 chakras and like the the experience as a ninja to to use that technique. Uh, he doesn't until he gets a first name. The man does not have a first name yet, as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we do cut back to the fight. Uh, Icky uh, and Metabi are having trouble, um, uh, you know, fight, uh, you know, uh, fighting at range. They're they're you know dodging too much, and so Icky tells uh, B to just get straight in there uh, to uh, get in close to Spiritus and and take it out, uh, you know, point blank where they can get real powerful. Um, and they lock arms, and while they're doing that, Siguru slips in and constricts B with uh, with her tail. Um, and it's just, uh, we're in a bad spot. B is not doing too good in this fight right now. Um, but, uh, uh, Gil Girl lets it slip that, uh, um, Siguru and Spiritus don't get along, and she was the only meta fighter good enough to get them to train together to work as a team. All right. Uh, this is a reference to, again, to, uh, them being the the cardinal east and west guardians uh the white tiger and the blue dragon are very well known in folklore for being enemies and for clashing uh and that is the uh you know one of the explanations for like storms in like the the seas between japan and china and in general like a a, a sometimes telegraphed to a rivalry between japan and china but mostly just like uh you know in in the lore uh the the white tiger and blue dragon and uh, are rivals or enemies in some way, so it makes sense that uh, these these two metabots would not get along, much like okay. a monkey and a uh, dog. Exactly, that's what I have right here. Is because uh, <laughs> it's actually actually uh, in the sub. Icky points out he goes, "This is weird. They're getting along so well. Tigers and dragons are arch enemies." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, like dogs and monkeys. <laughs> it's like dogs and monkeys. Yeah. Uh, well, as we know, tigers made it to space first. <laughs> well, some dragons come from space, like Namek." That's the problem yeah. there. <laughs> uh, and this is where Metabee starts to pull the classic, oh, Spiritus, did you hear that? Or, uh, no, wait, it's uh, 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 a Seeger, did you hear that? Uh, Spiritus says, you're so ugly, you should be an HHA type because they think you're a hag. Um, <laughs> and gets them to kind of like fight a little bit and get distracted so Metabee can slip out between them, fire his missiles, and take them out like in one punch. Uh, Again. Which is great, yeah. Hag is pretty gendered. This it entire is. episode reeks of gender. It does. It does absolutely reek of gender. Uh, uh, um, 
this is true. Again, we have another Gundam episode, it turns out, uh, because it's just chock full of gender. <laughs> uh, Medibi in the, the sub just goes, hey, which one of you two's stronger? And then they start <laughs> fighting. That's it. That's all he says. Which is way better. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Uh, God. Uh, and and so, then the next thing he does is shoot his horn missiles and blow them both up. Yeah. Uh, now here's here's the thing that is mystifying me about about how this uh, fight plays out. Uh, we immediately see that Metabi is kind of he took some damage from that. He's not doing too hot, uh, which is wild considering the number of times. And granted, none of them have been have been followed up with an immediate like follow up uh, meta fight. But how many times has? Uh, Icky put Metabi through the ringer and had him attack himself and not even attacking himself but simply being near the missiles when they go off has like almost crippled Metabi going into the second fight because of course the robots demand a demand round two fight to get um, Icky's mom <laughs> well he did take a beating from the two of them beforehand That's so I assume he was pretty damaged and then blew himself up which does hurt him every time we do see it hurts him that's true. Uh, yeah. It does knock him, I, it knocked him out the first time he did it. It's knocked it him out just, twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick, we saw the two medals of Sigaru and Sprytooth. Oh, we did. What were they? And they were a turtle and a beetle medal. Okay. Which, I'm not looking this up. You know, fuck being correct. I think. <laughs> All right. Because um, we see a Totorizer or a Keith turtle has a turtle uh metal and um it's also a big bruiser so i believe that's probably uh spry tooths and uh, then the beetle um metals from what we see aren't the sturdiest um uh metabots but they do have ranged attacks so that's probably sigurus so it's probably the metals probably don't reflect necessarily uh i, I mean like we heard with the monkey it, it's more about um the way they attack than necessarily the model they're in yeah which is pretty neat. Which means Metabee's uh, personality is dictated 100% by his metal type um, instead of just it being a special metal because he's you know brash up forward and falls apart easy like the rest of these beetle metals do apparently. Yeah, it's neat. It's it is cool. I oh man, uh, I I want to figure out what is like kind of like if you're gonna play one of the Metabots RPGs, like which is the one that you should play so I can get a hold of it. Uh, because I feel like it, it'd be cool to give like a deep dive into that stuff. Um, I agree. You've because yeah. <laughs> I've played three of them now for probably about two hours each, <laughs> yeah. and I'm still like, yeah, maybe the next one's more fun. <laughs> They're fine. They're yeah. just um, like the story's not grabbing me, um, and like RPG bat. Like I love RPGs. They're not fun necessarily you know <laughs> it's like there's they're a puzzle to solve and like once you figure the puzzle out then uh you're done it's a <laughs> which it's is a puzzle. why yeah. i was really glad that grandia 2 is only 36 hours long <laughs> uh but the problem with these puzzles to solve is they only give you you know corner pieces for the first like four five six hours as they yeah give you the tutorial <laughs> so you don't get all the pieces until you're already you know sunken too much time into a game um Video but games, just, are video games, just, man. Just as as we have sunk too much time into video games, uh, the Rubber Robos have sunk an incredible amount of of uh, value into keeping a hold of Mrs. Tenryo, and so uh, they they challenge Icky to a second row battle for her, 
and uh, it's, you know, Shrimpy Lipowicz uh, again steps up to the plate, and then uh, uh, Squid Guts also steps up, revealing his true identity that we definitely have never seen before, uh, no. Mr. Squido Gudalucci. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really want to make the point that, uh, like, you know, Icky make, has the internal monologue in this whole thing that, like, this is him, like, being forced to question whether or not this is worth it. This is where he has to double down because, yes, he wants to save his mom, but uh, Metabee is clearly being put through the ringer. If he keeps fighting here, he's they're not going to be able to fight for much longer. And apparently he's already fought both Squ- uh, uh, Shrimpy and Squido. He really makes the point of saying he's already fought Squido, mm-hmm. so he won't get a point for this one. We've never seen him fought Squido. We have. No. This is the first time we've seen Squido Gudalucci. So I don't. Uh, I I believe we will have a very interesting episode in uh, about seven or eight or so episodes. <laughs> God, I hope so. Because uh, if it's a very boring episode, I'm going to be upset. Uh, um, it, it, yeah, uh, we'll we'll see how they completely rewrite it. Uh, <laughs> uh, during the reveal, we hear that. Um, Squido reveals himself as the Metafighter of the Wind, and then Trimpy reveals himself as Metafighter of Fire, which is neat, because uh, that gives us the three elements of wind, fire, and beauty. Definitely didn't get that in the dub. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing uh, Gilgirl is uh, Metafighter of Water, since she uses Siguru. But uh, she revealed herself as the Metafighter of Beauty earlier, and then we get wind and fire, and that's just yeah. a fun trifecta. <laughs> I would play more RPGs if the stats were, you know, fire type, water type, beauty type. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, beauty type Pokemon, ugly type Pokemon, uh, faucet type Pokemon. I don't, I just fucking, I can't think of anything. Um, I'm down. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, uh, you know, the fight begins. It's very quick. It's very chaotic. Um uh, there is let like it's less of a coordinated attack between the two of them, and more just they're both doing an all-out assault. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, you know, uh, Icky and Metabi uh, manage to kind of like corral them so that when they both go to attack uh, Metabi, he jumps out of the way just in time, and they hit each other. Uh, but Metabi is still barely keeping up with everything, uh, and Icky is worried about. If if he's going to be able to get through, if he's going to be able to get through this row battle at all, or any row battles that they will keep challenging them to, um, they both make the commitment and decide that if it's if the choice is between getting into the championship or rescuing mom, they're gonna, they're going to rescue their mom. Like Meta B is one hundred percent. I don't give a shit about the championship. We're here to rescue your mom. Icky like starts crying. Uh, that like Metabee is like right behind him in this, and they're they're here for it. Metabee like starts to muscle through it and summons the metaphors. Uh, and yeah, it's good. I I openly weep. I love our two sons, Icky and Metabee. This is so beautiful. <laughs> and it it further goes on to prove our idea that the metaphors is love. The love of his mom let him kill two people. Yeah, uh, we do, and we get even more. We still get the dude I rock catchphrase, which I don't love, but we no. also get a hiya before it, and then we get a we get a third one. We get a third catchphrase. We get kiss your bots goodbye as he fires the beam and takes out takes out both metabots. Uh, he doesn't say just... a word as he's killing them in the sub. <laughs> 
I I like the the my theory is that they are they have realized that dude I rock is a bad catchphrase and so they're trying to bury it in other catchphrases so they can we can forget about it later. Uh, yeah, but they they still have one guy on the board going. Now where's that dude I rock? You know, that kids love a, rock and roll. <laughs> it took me three weeks to come up with that one. I was like, man, I rock or dude I roll or rock and roll my dude and uh, you know dude i rock that's the right one that's the one we gotta use now <laughs> i <laughs> i actually really would prefer it if he goes to shoot somebody with a gun and he goes rock and roll my dude bang <laughs> uh, well that's that's what um uh oh god what was what is rintaro's uh uh next gen meta be called again i forgot already uh sephiroth yeah, I could just imagine him saying, hmm, a rock and roll, my dudes. I'm going to bag it up in a body bag. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, they win. Uh, Meta B is once again completely drained, though, uh, as Sea Slug comes in to declare a third round. Uh, as he admits their evil plan, uh, they're going to keep challenging Meta B until he loses and they get his, uh, they get Meta B's medal. It's just, it's going to be never ending. If, I mean, as uh, long as they can be, do it, it yeah. makes sense. Uh, this is also when Miss Tenryo comes in with snacks, though. She's got pudding. Yeah, like the little flans or something. It looks, it looks good. Uh, and she tells everybody it's snack time, sees that her son is here, and is like, oh, you also need snacks because I love you and you're my son. Uh, <laughs> oh, good mom. Yeah. Uh, the Robos all, uh, uh, charged up with snacks. The Robos double down on taking out Icky because they have to keep, uh, Miss Tenryo here so they can keep eating soup. Um, but, uh, and, and like, you know, uh, they, they all throw their glasses off. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing this is what you were alluding to where this would have been the good moment for them to all put on, uh, uh, Phantom Renegade masks, right? Yeah, <laughs> it would, it certainly would. No, they all disrobe and show Hey, we're actually these schlubs, but like, it'd be super dope if they became Phantom Thief. I, why are they, yeah. why are they, why aren't they rubber robos? Why aren't they fighting as rubber robos? I the whole know. point of being a costume crime syndicate is that you can't be held accountable for your crimes. I, I guess they're so passionate about this crime of kidnapping a woman so that she'll make them soup that they are willing to risk their actual identities to do it. I, I guess I, I was thinking, you know, it had something to do with the ranking system and they're trying to make Icky fall. But if Icky beats even like two or three of them, I mean, like, they would have his medal, but like he'd still none of this really it keep made, your sunglasses it, yeah. on. It made sense for Shrimpy when Shrimpy originally revealed himself mm -hmm. because like that was certainly framed as he wants to do this to prove that he's a good meta fighter and because he wants to rise in the ranks. Um, yes. And then this is completely not that. Uh, which makes me think that maybe, uh, maybe there's an episode that we're missing that explains, a, or, like, has a gradual transition towards something else, where maybe, uh, I don't know, um, a character like, say, Squid Guts reveals his motivation as to why he's revealing his identity, which then informs why everybody else is, too. But, uh, uh we don't have that, <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm thinking they're all just sheep. <laughs> that's, that's, that's as much as it goes. They don't have an original yeah. thought in their heads, and they just... Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's well, as far as I can get for these guys. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is even though they summon all of their, their identical aerial drone metabots, uh, Space Metafighter X shows up and uh, Arc Beetle destroys all of them. 
and destroys them so badly that the entire cave starts to collapse and uh, everyone has to retreat or they'll be buried alive. <laughs> Two things. One, Mr. Ref has pudding. Yeah. So Miss Tenryo made sure that he got pudding. That's very sweet of her. Yeah. Um, two, Space Man Fighter X just got like 150 points right there. He did. Well, you know, that's why he's in first place. Uh... <laughs> yeah, because he just goes after a bunch of grunts and kills them all at once. And the rest of this episode, um, Loki starts to upset me. It's great. But um, boy, boy, it... Uh, the decisions these children keep making just uh, bother me. So, uh, yeah, we do get a kind of tearful reunion between um, uh, Miss Tenryo and her boys as they push their way out of a rock. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they get to rescue their mom, and it's a good time. They all hug. And uh, then a big pink helicopter shows up. <laughs> now, it doesn't go as slow as the limousine goes. I, uh, I was watching that. It, it's a regular landing. So it's not like a stretch helicopter. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I guess uh, having a helicopter is enough and having it being painted hot pink is enough of a luxury that you don't also need a stretch helicopter. Although we do get one of those double helicopters later, uh, which mm-hmm. I, I do love those. Uh, as a child, I was enamored. Like, I loved helicopters. Uh, but yeah. Um, I live too close to an airport. <laughs> so like I and uh, there's a uh, National Guard training center not too far away. Oof, so, yeah. you know, I hear those helicopters about once a day and I can just look yeah. out randomly and see a helicopter. It's not fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I live in a certain part of the country where there is uh, the largest Navy shipyards in, in the U.S. and a huge joint task force military base and uh, a huge Air Force military base. So basically, uh, parts of town are just constantly have fighter jets uh, doing maneuvers over top of them, and it's very loud and sucks, and definitely has maybe, uh, again, also when I was a child, loved planes. Don't really like them that much anymore. Yeah, I bet. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, Karen steps out, uh, and so does, so, does, so does the rest of the gang, and guess who else is in this, uh, um, in this helicopter? It's dad. Dad's here. Touching reunion with his wife, who he loves. We'd love to see it. And it's not like, so they, they embrace, but it's a very like soft and tender embrace. It, it's not like a big showy, passionate embrace. It's I've, like, they're, they're gentle with each other. <laughs> it's, it's genuinely beautiful. It, yeah, it is. It is like a- absolutely 100%. It feels good to watch. You really get like, it is, it is touching and tender and not overdone either. Uh, I love, I love it. I love it. Uh, I love this couple. Uh, they're very good. Uh, There's somebody on this show, somebody high up in the show was in a very good loving relationship and wanted to make yeah. sure that that was represented. Yeah, like one of, it's one not, of the animation directors or something is like, I love my wife. I want, I'm putting my wife in this show. <laughs> or like, at least I'm very happy at home. We need to reflect more people being happy at home. So I'm tired of seeing all these dads be awful. Yeah. I, I, I want to see a loving parental unit. Yeah. Which you don't get in a lot of shonen shows. You don't. Um, you don't get a lot like of shows, one, period. Yeah. One of the parents are, are dead, or the main character's an orphan, or one of the parents is especially shitty, or et cetera, oh. et cetera. Or one of the parents is Mr. Mime. You know. <laughs> Mr. Mime is a loving dad, even though he has to eat off the floor. Uh, don't king shame. 2020. <laughs> uh, so, Icky and V are 
wiped out, uh, and they're ready to just throw in the towel. You know, they they saved hold on, they hold saved on, mom. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Yeah, Mr. Mime can create plates out of mental energy to eat off of. He's choosing to eat off the floor. <laughs> yeah, he can make a table. He can make a table if he wanted to. He can make uh, a table. He can make a plate. He can make a you know a mental fork or spoon. The the the, the man is happy doing what he's doing. It's uh, a kink thing. Listen, uh, Mr. Mime is just fucked up. Okay, I don't like Mr. Mime. <laughs> oh, you didn't like him in the live action film? Oh God, no! With his fucking basketball skin, Jesus Christ, no! <laughs> the crow's feet. Ugh. Okay, let's stop talking about Mr. Vime. <laughs> Icky and Metabi are ready to just throw in the towel. There's only 30 minutes left, and they're happy enough having saved Mom. Uh, but Koji is really trying to push them to like, uh, you know, find somebody to fight. And and get that extra point so that they can go they can go to the championship uh, like they promised, but they're just like nah, dude. Uh, this is fine. Uh, this is totally fine. Uh, we we are good. And that's when Space Metafighter X shows up out of the rubble and calls both of them quitters, uh, and says that they're disappointing and says that they never had the will to begin with, uh, and that's why they were never going to go to the championship. And basically gets both of them so fired up that they both immediately challenge Space Metafighter X uh, to a meta fight to a meta fight to prove themselves and get that point and uh, go up in the rankings. So uh, <laughs> here's the thing that bothers me: they keep repeating how damaged Metabi is, how hurt he is, how he can't do anything else, how he's basically falling over. Yeah, and Karen's standing right there with just a dumb smile on her face. Uh, St. Nurse Nasty is off in the Balklands taking care of, uh, you know, civil wars and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know. This is, <laughs> uh, for the next, like, a uh, couple minutes, because the, uh, the next episode starts off seconds after this one ends, and we're just about to the, to that one. Um, but, like, they keep mentioning how damaged he is, and I, I started thinking, hey, wait a minute, we haven't seen St. Nurse the Nasty since basically her first appearance. We haven't seen brass in 15 episodes yeah why can't these girls have metabots like i really want to hope that there is an episode that we will get at the start of season two that'll explain why they're not here but i think the answer is that uh this is a japanese shonen show and girls do not get to have fun in it which fucking sucks <laughs> yeah that's the only thing i can think of even sam who you know is the other uh female meta fighter we actually see fight uh, she gets upstaged by Spike, although he has his own episodes and she does not. Yeah. She's played off as a joke and Spike is played off also as a joke, but as a more prevalent joke. Sloan, it's, poor Sloan yeah. doesn't get any screen time, but that's a different issue altogether. Yeah. But, um, but like, we have three meta fighters that are Icky's age and they're girls and we don't see their meta, meta bots ever. Yeah. Uh, and right now, like <laughs> having even St. Nurse the Nasty show up zap him with a healing beam you write that into the script it's super easy done yeah it, it's like especially with what uh it like they are about to pull anyways like it very like there there is we'll, we'll get to it but it just it yeah it there is there's no reason they couldn't have had a pinch hitter kind of like uh karen brings in uh neutral nurse to heal everybody uh, to go into this final battle kind of thing moment. Uh, yeah. And it sucks that they don't do it. Uh, She's got her helicopter. Are you telling me Nutri-Nurse isn't hanging out in the helicopters, drinking a mimosa or something? 
Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess she's off, yeah, she's off, like, in the Amazon studying lost insects or something. I don't know what the fuck. What, where is Nutrinurse? <laughs> we, yeah, like, we're, you're making all these jokes. You know, she's, you know, doing all this stuff worldwide. We get, that might actually be, we have no idea. She might be deactivated in a closet. She might be dead. We don't know. Uh, you know, we do have an upcoming episode in season two called There's Something About Miss Mo- Mimosa. I think that's where we're going to find out that, um, uh, you know, uh, Nutrinurse is a raging alcoholic and is currently in, um, you know, uh, rehab. I think that's what we're going to find out. She got addicted to brunch. Yeah. And and now, now look at her. <laughs> uh, Nurse interrupted. Yeah, uh, the, uh, God, what, the first uh, 12 episodes of season two are all going to be episodes that we skipped in season one, uh, and none of them sound like Nutrinurse-specific episodes. So this just, uh, yeah, um, I guess this is the, uh, the the last five minutes of this episode is the worst episode of Metabots, is what we found out. Um, <laughs> it's only because it makes us confront some things about this show that we don't necessarily like. Yeah, um, but yeah, we get the nice thing at the, at the end where, you know, uh, they're doubling down on fighting Space Metafighter X, Icky's dad gives him words of encouragement to win, and uh, that's basically the episode. Uh, Metafighter X, uh, Space Metafighter X, sorry, I'm going to say the whole <laughs> thing. Uh, he goes, you know, I can't let that slide even as a joke. I will destroy you. <laughs> and damn, buddy. All right. Yeah. You taunt some children, they call your bluff, and then you're like... Oh, I'll murder you. <laughs> Straight up. Well, it's only respectful, as we'll find out. Um, but yeah, we go straight into the next episode. Extreme Measures, which I don't know why they spell it X-Treme Measures, because there isn't a single like X-Men reference in this. I guess it's because uh, Space Metafighter yeah. X, but uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> it the, So uh, last sub was uh, Chidori Kidnapped. Which yeah. is, you know, not the greatest one. This one, farewell, space metafighter, or yeah, space metafighter X. It was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's right. a good title. Yeah, well, we do certainly find out some things about space metafighter X. Uh, we in this episode. get a narrator recap. Oh, okay. we have we haven't gotten those before. We haven't. <laughs> the the narrator hadn't recapped anything even on the two parter. He actually did exposition here. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Narrator's finally coming in. Yeah. he's. Uh, did, was he in the previous episode at all? No. Okay. I don't understand. I do not I do not understand the deployment of the narrator according to this writer's room. What happens is somebody <laughs> thinks of a joke they find very funny, and they're like, fuck it, give it to our narrator. Yeah. It's like there's no other way for us to do this except to give it to a narrator. No one in the show would ever say this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we see, uh, we see, uh. Space Metafighter X standing on top of this rocky outcropping. And then we see a subtle spin and zoom away from it uh, to land on everyone watching nearby from the ground. Uh, It's not a mind-blowing effect, but it's also very much not necessary. They're just showing (laughs) off here. And, like, this is what makes Metabots such a fun show to look at, is they'll just do shit like this all the time. Also, I think uh, from the fights in this episode specifically, they put a lot of money into this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would guarantee that uh, this episode and then uh, next week's episode, which is going to be uh, not... I don't know why I keep thinking it's the season one finale, because it's not. I would guarantee that like the, like these three episodes together 
or absolutely like the end of a core or even uh you know something like that i guess they're like uh early 30s which does kind of put them uh around uh, this is 35 and 36 in, yeah. next one is 37 38 and 39 yeah. So yeah, this this would put them at the end of a of a core or a broadcasting season or something like that. So that that makes sense that this episode has such good animation in it. <laughs> yeah, I I do wish though, um, in retrospect, um, seeing as what has happened to the brand uh, over here in America and everything else, I wish they put a little less effort into the animation and a little more into making any sort of merchandise, any sort of marketing, <laughs> uh, focusing on longevity at all because they made a good TV show. They made yeah. a very good TV show, and that's all they fucking did. Where, where, where's my Metabots the movie with Mewtwo bot? Where's, <laughs> where's my Burger King tie-in? Where, yeah, like, I, there was a Taco Bell. There was a Taco yeah. Bell tie-in, but like, there's no Look, longevity. I'm, to yeah, make. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I, I, oh, I don't even remember what I was buying around this time because this was what, like, 2001. Mm-hmm. So I think that was that was like uh, 2002, April 6, 2002. Yeah, because like I don't remember like I remember the show being on. I don't remember any advertisements for the games. I don't remember seeing the games at stores. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I that was before I got into Zoids and started going into the toy areas of Toys R Us again to get model kits. So like I, I don't know, maybe they were putting out merchandise, but I don't remember seeing it anywhere. So fucking yeah, who I, knows? I've never not gone into a toy aisle. Um, I granted I've, you know, sometimes I just walk in there to go, all right, that's what kids are into. All right. I'll see it next week. See what yeah. changes. Um, but like, I, I remember seeing some Metabot stuff here and there, but like it was never in the prominent section of the toy aisle. It was just also in a toy aisle. Yeah. And it's um, like, it's not like I remember them having like a deal with like Wendy's or McDonald's or anything for like kids toys or anything like that. Taco Bell. That was it. And they were, well, they were, you know, that, they is, that even... is the appropriate franchise to go for Metabots. Uh, Metabots <laughs> is very Taco Bell energy. Um, it, it it really is. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely not a Burger King. It's definitely not a McDonald's. Most certainly not a McDonald's. Maybe I might see it as a Wendy's. If it like, got, if it would have gotten a movie, it would. have It's been better a than a Subway. It's definitely yeah. better than Subway toy energy. Subway even have toys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how I've never noticed them. I, I, there's a reason. Yeah, well, I guess, but the the majority of my time going to Subway was the Subway on campus at college, so I guess that makes sense why they wouldn't have the toys out or whatever. Um, That's where they would sell the most toys. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, anyway, yeah. Um, uh, th- this franchise offered, really feels like oh, it yeah. dropped a ball there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no. It is not it is not a surprise that nobody remembers Metabots, and we are still the only Metabots podcast. But uh, anyways... Uh, Karen off, uh, basically, uh, uh, Space Metafire X and Icky are squaring up. Everybody thinks Icky can't win because he sucks and also because Metabi is damaged. And Karen offers to find them another person in Metafight and calls out to Renty Poo and lets out a big whistle. And Rintaro comes charging out of the woods and up the mountain, uh... Because apparently she told him to wait in the wings in case Icky needed to fight someone in a meta fight. And uh, Koji's very upset that she refers to him as Rentipu. Oh, uh, so in the sub, she goes, I prepared for this, and then whistled, and it goes, Rinchan, and then he <laughs> barrels out of there. Uh, like, birds go flying away from this child yeah. as he runs, and he shows up, and then he starts nuzzling against her with his little belt kind of wagging like a tail. She goes, I've spent some time training him. 
I have tamed him for things <laughs> that's just a like this. Goof. That's a very good. And Koji's like uh, t- tamed. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, he's a year older than Koji and Iki. Yeah. He's he's a, he's nine or ten here. Yeah. Something like that. He is a gremlin though, and I love him. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's a terrible, weird little monster child. Yeah. <laughs> he's what if Flint, the time detective, was also a metabotter? Yeah. Uh, which makes sense why Icky and Metabee would immediately refuse to fight him. Uh, Absolutely. No. Because uh, they, they want to fight Space Metafighter X. They've committed to it. Uh, which is also when we see they're engulfed in blue flames, which is apparently the row battle spirit, which everyone can see them engulfed in. <laughs> and then also everyone can see the shadows of the challengers yet to come floating behind Space Metafighter X. What the fuck is going on, Mitch? Um, so in Did the sub- I drop acid in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in the sub, uh, what happens is uh, they are engulfed in blue flames that spin around them, and everybody goes, yeah. "Oh, look at their burning spirit!" Yeah. And then Koji goes, "That's not all, Karen. Look in their eyes. Reflected in their eyes are opponents from a world yet to be discovered." And they go, "Oh, okay." I'm <laughs> just what? This episode oh, rules. Because uh... <laughs> at least if everyone could see, you know, ghostly figures behind them, like foretelling a, you know, a scary future. Weird, but cool yeah apparently iggy and metabee can see these foretelling futures and then everyone else can zoom into their eyeballs and see these tiny figures and also recognize that's what's happening you know we love to see it uh Re- remember when iggy was getting in fights at school <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have fighting spirit then he didn't uh you know um <laughs> <laughs> i don't I don't understand. Like, this is great. It's it's very shonen. Um, yeah. But, like, it's so self-aware. I can't be mad at it. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, Arika comes in and, you know, asks Space Metafire X uh, to give them a handicap. Like, they're they're already doing so badly. They've already been beat up. They've, they've gone through so many fights up to this point. And he even took the time to save them. Uh, or Karen can do her damn job and heal them. <laughs> You know, yeah, well, we don't know, we don't, we just, uh, a neutral nurse is Schrodinger's metabot right now. We don't know if she exists or not. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, Space Metafighter X says that he won't give them a handicap because it'll destroy their reputation and people will talk behind their backs, which I guess uh, triggers some trauma for Arika because people talk about Arika behind her back, which I don't understand why, because she's perfect and a wonderful child and I love her. Um, so in the, uh, in the sub... Like it, it's actually a sweet scene. So she's like, "Can't you give them a handicap? Like, they've they've worked so hard for all their goals. They saved their mother. Like, they need help. Anything." And Space Metafighter X goes, "You know, if I do that, their victory would be hollow." Yeah. Do you really want them to win in such a way? And she just breaks down crying. She goes, "I just want them to win. I want them to succeed and be happy." And she's just crying. And I'm like, "Damn, Marika. All right." We get some emotion out of her in this episode, and it's wonderful. Fucking Arika rules. Arika's yeah. too good for the show. Uh, I hope we get some good Arika episodes in season two. We and, probably won't, but... And I'm upset that when, in the dub, she goes, you know, people will talk about me behind my back. Everyone just gonna go, you know what, fuck all of my problems. Who are they? <laughs> yeah. We're going there right now. We got a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> I need names them. and addresses. Karen? Yeah. Coach, you get the gun. 
Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it. the fucking Mrs. Tenryo is ready to, like, I don't know, pull a shotgun out and get to business here. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm, Mr. Tenryo is, too. Like, it's going to it's gonna be a beautiful, loving couple just beating up children. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, um... Uh, the screw, and this is this is when we figure out how they're gonna what, what the with the you know neutral nurse isn't gonna show up to heal Metabee, but we get the next best best thing. Uh, the screws show up uh, on the mountaintop for some reason. Who God knows why? Uh, but they are um, you know uh, they're here to support Icky and make sure he gets into the finals. And so um, uh, uh, Spike uh, transfers over. Um, uh, Crosser Dog's uh, battle rifle arm to Metabee, uh so that he has a working weapon arm. Um, and even says, like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Crosser Dog and Metabee are in the same, like, family type of, of Metabots, so, like, you, you'll shoot with it fine, which is kind of confusing that a dog and a beetle are in the same family of, of Metabots, but all right, go on. And the sub, they just go, both of them shoot guns, so you should be fine. <laughs> Valid. Because uh, in in the sub, they shoot bullets. Like, it's actual metal bullets. Yeah. In the in the dub, you guys got, like, lasers, because you can't have, like, actual bullets on kids' shows. I, sure. Yeah. But, uh, um, which, yeah, all right. Speaking it's of high which, caliber Rintaro bullets. then uh, transfers over uh, the, the, the newer quality laser cannon to uh, Metabee for the other arm. So, you know, he's he's got two weapons now. <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why Rintaro just didn't transfer most of the body. Yeah, he could have given just every, you know, kept the head and and fixed up everything. But also, I'm glad that they didn't because that fucking, yeah. it's an ugly metabot. Uh, and then uh, Koji gives them Samelodon's legs <laughs> so they and can run fast. This is the part swapping stuff I was talking about before. Like, yeah, I, you were right. You know, saving it towards this, you know, makes a lot of sense thematically and everything else. Yeah. But the There's cool... Still there's one more point where Dutra Nurse could have come in to heal everybody to go into like a big climactic battle, and mm-hmm. it sucks that she didn't. Maybe she'll do it in next week's episode. Probably not. We'll see. <laughs> uh, you know what might have happened? She swapped out. She put her metal inside of the Arc Beetle and just turned her healing beam into a death beam. That yeah, that might be just as true as the fact that she joined Greenpeace or whatever. Yeah, like who knows. Or maybe there's the the episode that we're missing is the one where Neutroners finds out that Karen is a metabot and simply can't be around her anymore. She has to go soul searching with Rakusho to because her life has been a lie. We find out that Neutroners is actually a human child in a suit, <laughs> <laughs> and she's just very confused. Uh, so uh, we do get one final weird thing. Uh, Arika leans in very close to Icky's face, very much like they're telegraphing a kiss. And Icky's like, oh my god, Arika, what are you about to do? And then she rears her head, ba- head back and headbutts him for good luck, which is, that's just a good goof. A good good thing to be like the a goof that lasts over like a commercial break. Uh, so in the background, uh, everyone's blushing. Karen is hiding her uh, she's, you know, covering her face with her um, hands, peeking between her fingers. But she's got the biggest, dopiest smile on her face. Karen roots for Rika to date Icky, which yeah. you should want your friends to date somebody better. But, like, yeah. still, like, cool. Like, that's why yeah. Karen's so, yeah, Icky, we're friends. But, like, I'm going to just ignore all your advances. 
because yeah. Arika's right there. Like that's well, obvi- well, we know. Well, obviously, like uh, uh, Karen and Rintaro are probably like the you know the other couple that's going to end up because you know they're into pet play or something weird like that. I, don't I, know I okay, no, them. no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> um, uh, first of all, you know I'm giffing that headbutt. <laughs> it's I'm a very good I'm going to retweet uh, it like twice. Yeah, um, uh, definitely like send it to me and I'll make it like the the episode gif for this one, uh which I've been slacking on the past couple episodes. I also haven't been sending them over. <laughs> so, um but uh the headbutt in the sub is the headbutt of spirit. It's not good luck. She's she's gifting uh Icky her spirit, her fighting spirit to him, which is I mean, if that's if that actually works, which it, it might work in Metabot land, like that's really cool. She's yeah. going in to fight with them, even though her Metabot isn't here for yeah. some reason. Um, you know, Br- Brass is really making sure that they have those uh, uh, the, oh, the fucking. You know what it uh, is? The, the the newspaper printer tomorrow or fucking. Oh no! You know what it is? What? Occam's razor. What's the simplest thing here? Nutrinurse and Brass ran off together. Oh yeah, they eloped. Go. Yep. <laughs> that that makes m- perfect sense. Why we haven't seen both of them? Yeah. They found each other. They fell in love, and they're like, "Hey, girls, we're immortal robots who can shoot lasers. We're gonna go live on an island together." If it's everyone's we, dream. Yeah, I can't wait for us to get to that episode in season two. Uh, <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense anymore. Yeah. Uh, also, the uh, Mister Referee zip lines in, and the fight begins uh, in earnest. Uh, is what we do get, uh, but we do immediately cut over to the rubber robos who the core team is hiding behind some rocks and watching, and they've figured out their final plan to get Metabee's medal. Uh, they're just going to wait for him to lose this fight and then run in and grab the medal and leave. <laughs> uh, the sub has a different plan, which is phenomenal. So Sh- Shrimpy's sitting there. He goes, hey, I just I just thought of something. Oh, oh, we do, we do get that. We, uh, we get that uh, in a minute. We cut okay. back to Metabee and Arc Beetle fighting again, okay. uh, which is where we get some absolutely fucking sick ass animation. Um, Icky's telling Metabee to get distance to blast Arc Beetle, uh, but Arc Beetle is kind of like nimbly dodging around and and not taking any hits. We just get like a little little blows back and forth, and then that's when we cut over to Shrimpy with his genius plan. If you would like to describe it. <laughs> He goes, uh, meta fighters control their metabots with their watch. Why don't we just steal the watch? And everyone's <laughs> like, why didn't we think of that before? Yeah. And then Gilda, back in her you know, rubber suit, goes, isn't that kind of crossing the line of evil? And I'm like, you just kidnapped a mom. Yeah. That's the most evil you can do besides, like, kicking a dog. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're all into it, uh, and Sea Slug gets a uh, white sword ready to go in and steal uh, Icky's watch and take control of Metabee. Um Now, I want to remind everyone in the sub, its name is Sin Saber. Very good. It makes, you know, really lines up with what it's about to do here in a moment. Um, <laughs> we it's go a back criminal the, swordsman. It yeah. is. Uh, we go back to the uh, Metabee Arc Beetle fight. Um, and, uh, again, uh, doing a good time, but finally, uh, Metabee manages to catch Arc Beetle, blast him with that battle rifle arm, uh, but Arc Beetle's armor is simply too strong. Um, but it, fi- it turns out it's because, uh, uh, you know, Space Metal Fighter X explains about Robattle Spirit. It's the combined soul energy of a Metabot and their Metafighter, and Metabee is simply after using the Metaforce and fighting so much... It just doesn't have any any uh, soul energy left 
to combine with Ickies to give them Ro-Battle Spirit. And because of that, his attacks just don't have any power. They'll never be able to beat him. Um, he explains, the, yeah. you can't infuse your spirit into bullets when you shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, to prove him wrong, Metabee fires off a couple of homing missiles, and Arcbeela just grabs him out of the air, throws him off to the side where they explode, like nothing. Uh, it's fucking crazy. Uh Please watch this episode. The fight, this fight is so sick. It looks so sick. It's so good to look at. And this isn't even the best fight in the episode. Yeah. Um, B is almost ready to throw in the towel uh, because he's just being blasted so much. Because, uh, you know, uh, Arc Beetle comes in with his little, like, what, tri cannon or whatever and beats him up. Uh, and he says he can't even feel his meta parts. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, pe- like, things are flashing before his eyes. He's acting like he's about to die. And that's when Icky runs in, runs in and punches him in the head <laughs> to snap B out of his self-pity. Uh, uh, so, uh, in the sub, this is one, of, these are the episodes. Like, it's been a while since we've had such a difference between the sub and the dub. Um, so I'm, I'm glad uh, this difference is here. Um, so he's giving up and he's vocalizing, hey, look, I don't have it in me. I, you know, I wish I could, but, you know, I, I'm spent. I fought too much and um, we saved mother. And I, as long as that's all we did today, I, I, I can rest happy. Yeah. The Nikki just bops him right in the nose and goes, here's my spirit. I'm giving you my spirit, which is yeah. <laughs> Arika's spirit. Yeah. So he's Arika's inside of Metabee now, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> the um, dovetails better with the, the you know, yeah. the, the sub has a better line on this because with the dub, it's just, he just tells Metabee that he has enough spirit for both of them, which like, why, if if the your robattle spirit is a combination of the two of you, why weren't you already giving it to Metabee? Like, yeah. I, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, there's a line here I really like. Um, he goes, your spirit is burning out. And Medibee goes, I know that's why I'm giving up. Yeah. <laughs> Medibee knows he's, he's giving up. That's why he's giving up. He's like, well, I'm already giving up. I might as well actually just stop fighting, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he manages to get him fired up. They get back, they get back into it. Uh, they're, they're ready to give this one last go. And that's when space metafighter X, uh, tells arc beetle to summon the power of sun and hit them with the pillar of fire and destroy them completely. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he fires it off and, and it almost looks like it nails Meta B, but Meta B actually, uh, jumped up into the air at the last minute and comes down and crack, uh, cracks Arc Beetle's horn with a single punch. It's, it's very good. Yeah. Um, um you know, that's not going to be good in the future. He goes to use that. He's going to blow up his nose. Yeah. Um, uh, this is also when White Sword, or as we know him, Sin Saber comes in to literally chop off Icky's arm. Like, that's his plan, too. Like, he comes, like, you see the arc of the sword. It's going for the middle of his mm-hmm. forearm. They're going to chop his whole hand off, not just steal the watch. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, but this is where Space Metafighter X charges in, takes the hit, um, and uh, Mr. Referee calls out the Rubber Robos for trying to commit murder and attacking a Metafighter in the middle of a match. Um and to distract from all of this, Sea Slug decides to officially challenge Icky as Seymour Slug Bottoms, his true identity. <laughs> um, I prefer Mr. Tuna Head. I do. I also prefer Mr. Tuna Head. Uh, and uh, Icky's worried if they'll be able to do it. But uh, Meta-, Meta B gets so fired up that Icky, that, you know, at the fact that 
uh, they just tried to murder Icky. They just tried to like hit Mickey uh, Icky with a sword and kill him. And Metabi can't like let that rest. He can't let it happen. And so he summons the Metaforce for a second time and just fucking wastes White Sword in one shot. Uh, it's the good. power of love. It's the power. It's the power of love. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> he loves Icky. Yeah. And is willing to murder for him. They're brothers. Brothers from the same mother. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Counts. Um, yeah. Uh, Space Metafighter X is fucking dead. Um, they kind of roll him over and the mask cracks. He, yeah, he dies. Yeah, he dies. Uh, and the mask cracks revealing his true face. The Phantom Renegade mask. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's surprised, as they should yeah. be. Yeah, uh, they they have some like nice throwaway lines in the dub of just like, oh my god, I can't believe he's uh, like the mask revealed that it's the Phantom Renegade. It's so, it was such a good disi- disguise to hide yourself with a mask. It's just like it's it's good. It's it's a fun time. Uh, um, and my first thought was, wait a minute, what if this is a space trick? Because we know uh, Space Metafighter X can teleport and create doorways and all this stuff. What if he's got a holographic mask disguiser? His his face was glowing when the first mask came off, so uh, yeah. it could yeah it could just all be the same mask. Uh, the rest of this episode might just be a misdirect. Yeah, it also explains why we don't see him covered in blood from his apparent one thousand stitch wound that he has. <laughs> yeah, uh, they don't mention the wound at all. He, he just okay. keeps going. Are you okay? He goes, Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> For the rest of the episode, they're like, You don't look fine. He goes, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, Which there's no blood. Yeah. The Mr. Referee true. says, oh, you're about to die. But, like, there's no blood. Um, uh, again, uh, Esper Pokedex theory. Uh, it's just, it's a fucking dollar store, like, like kid's ninja katana. Like, it's not sharp at all. It's a, it's a piece of plastic. <laughs> he got bopped a little bit. Um, he got embarrassed and his mask fell off. Yeah. Uh, he does explain to Icky finally that uh, his plan from the beginning was to steal Metabee's rare metal to protect it at all costs from evil. Um, but once he recognized that there was friendship between the two of them, um, he figured that he would give it a shot and let them be together because friendship could also overcome evil at all costs. I like the idea he was wanting to steal the rare metal and just went through all this rigmarole as a like a just a long con. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that That's way funnier. <laughs> Uh, this is when we get the the second helicopter, the the like Chinook style double uh, bladed military helicopter, um, which uh, Shrimpy reveals is the Rubber Robo Leader, and it drops in a new uh, super metabot, the Mega Emperor. Uh, and Shrimpy tells everyone to get out of there because it's going to identify anything that moves as an enemy and destroy it. Which uh, <laughs> we get it pretty much word for word over in the sub, except as it drops, they go, "Oh, is that a bomb?" And the screw's like, oh, that's funny. And he goes, no, 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 that's a war machine. <laughs> it identifies every moving target as an enemy and destroys whatever in its yeah. path. It it's, will kill us all. De- yeah. That's the God Emperor, <laughs> King of Terror. Okay. All right. The God Emperor of Metabots. I love it. Uh... Which we see it. It's a robot mantis shrimp. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's got a cool little head with, like, little wiggly, like, antennae that are also, like, laser beams that have a really cool effect. Because, like, it does the, you know, it does the whole thing where you see, like, two kind of concentric circles of air kind of, like, zoom in on it as it charges mm-hmm. up. And then it fires off a single beam between them and, like, blows up a bunch of stuff. Like, it immediately destroys Garen's uh, um, uh, uh, helicopter. 
uh, I love this boy. Uh, the, like, this and, uh, uh, I guess, Robo Emperor was the one that we forgot the name of last episode. The Beast Emperor. Yeah, and then um, the yeah. whatever the one that uh, uh, Miss Calamari was uh, developing. Uh, I like this style of giant war machine metabot that's terrifying. <laughs> you love war. You know, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, 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 I read all your tweets about your, your RPGs you do. You just, you just love war. <laughs> Big morphine Colin. Have I been making a lot of tweets about war and, and RPGs lately? I thought I was mostly just talking about finally finishing uh, Roundtable. <laughs> now, you do love Gundams. I do love Gundams. I have made, and, an, I, I did co-host an entire season of Gundam podcast. Uh, and what's Gundam but war? Yeah, but, you know, we, we all know the message of Gundam. Uh, war is bad, Walku Robot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but as as we've learned, the Walku Robot part kind of the is bad part gets lost more than anything else um i don't know i uh uh go listen to alcohol robot for my opinions See, on that particular nugget um <laughs> metabots teaches us Me- war is profitable uh wow yeah, cool it's, robot it's, t- it's terrifying is what it tells us because this thing is fucking unstoppable um and the robo uh, ro- uh rubber robo leader even tells it to destroy everything in sight even the other rubber robos uh, and this is when they run away, and also Mr. Referee decides that this is time to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now, the the Rubber Robo uh, leader says, those failures, they're not going to be tolerated anymore. Yeah. And then uh, it zooms in on the cat. The true leader of the Rubber Robos. The true leader of the Rubber Robos. We love to see it. Uh, <laughs> um. Oh man, uh, this is when uh, let's see. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh yeah, um, uh, Phantom Renegade tells everyone to get out while he delays uh, the Mega Emperor's attack. This is coincidentally when Koji's butler rolls up in a Humvee jeep uh, and gets everybody loaded up into it. Um, but uh, Icky and Metabee decide that they're going to stay stay behind and uh, fight the Mega Emperor to protect everybody. Uh, and Icky's dad tells him very lovingly that curfew is 8 p.m. and then they drive away. That is word for word what happens in the sub. <laughs> good, 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 good. It's yeah. a nice goof. It, uh, it's the best. Well, because he specifically says, I'll buy some time for mom. And then Icky's <laughs> dad goes, Icky, you know, curfew's at 8 p.m. Yeah. But then they just drive off, which is great because the dude's setting up a curfew. He wasn't even home yesterday. Yeah. He's, he's been in a different country for a month. Yeah. Listen, he's, you know, he's a good dad. He's there. He, he tries to be there whenever he can. Um, yeah. He's very present in Nikki's life when he's home. Uh, <laughs> Look, kids need structure. Yeah. And, you know, he's not getting that from the row battles. He's not getting that from, uh, he's not sure if he can survive. So the only yeah. thing he can count on is curfews at eight. <laughs> well, uh... You know, what we do know is that Icky has probably learned some dependability from his dad because he goes up to uh, Space Meta Fighter X and they get ready to try and attack this thing. Uh, but Meta B launches out some homing missiles and the Mega Emperor, like, effortlessly shoots the missiles down with a laser. Uh, Meta B is simply way too tired, way too fucked up. Um, but his parts magically change back to the Meta B parts and are completely fixed. And it turns out that, it, I guess, Koji fixed them during the battle because he shows back up with Similodon saying, like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't leave you behind. Also, you had Similodon's legs and I didn't want them to be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, having a smug rival is the best. Yeah. But having a smug rival who's also talented and helps you out, even better. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
they all begin to battle with uh, the Mega Emperor. Simodon chumps it out to some missiles and can't get close enough. Uh, and they're just having such a hard time, like, getting in close enough to to the Mega Emperor to deal any damage to it, which is when uh, Space Metafighter X finally remembers Arc Beetle is around here somewhere, and so basically has Arc Beetle charge in, tackling Mega Emperor, pushing him back uh, all the way to the edge of a cliff, uh, while um, Space Metafighter X jumps uh, onto the back of um, Mega What? Yeah? Is not Space Metafighter X. Oh, wait, yeah, I, oh, my bad. Yeah, it's we are, Phantom he's, Thief Retort. He's the Phantom Thief Retort. He's Phantom Renegade. Excuse me, Phantom Renegade remembers that Arc Beetle is still here, sends him in to tackle and grab uh, Mega Emperor as Phantom Retort, the Phantom Renegade, uh, hops onto Mega Emperor's back and, be, pr- like, pries open uh, its, its hatch and begins trying to pull out its metal while Mega Emperor... Uh, pumps electricity into uh, uh, you know Phantom Renegade, uh, and finally he manages to rip the metal out just as the cliff begins to collapse, and the three of them are sent falling into the sea, never to be seen again. Um, His last and, words uh, yeah. were uh, to Icky, uh, "Protect all rare metals from evil." Uh, then he got to do it. He bites it, <laughs> and uh, you know Henry's going to be so sad. He is. He's uh, his both. Both of his idols have have been just uh, in one fail swoop taken out. Um, as long as the the legendary meta fighter from eight years ago is still around, I guess Henry well, will be all right. <laughs> I guess this does. We don't know if if the legendary meta fighter is uh, is in fact both space meta fighter X and the Phantom Thief. Uh, we'll find out. Hopefully, now, sometime soon. If we take things at face value. And we listen to Rentaro, who does actually seem to know what he's talking about for the yeah. most part. If if we take all these things at face value, I hate to say it because uh, I don't believe it. Um, but if Henry really was the legendary Metafighter, and the legendary Metafighter is Space Metafighter X, that might mean Henry's actually Phantom of the Fratort and has just been playing us for saps this entire series. Now, I don't believe that Henry's too good of a <laughs> too good of a boy, but. I, that's what the show's trying to tell us right now is we've been bamboozled this whole time. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for, um, you know, all this to be holograms or uh, 5G signals or, you know, some sort of thing to explain this away. But like, oh, like, it's uh, shaking me. Yeah. Uh, please, listeners, uh, if you want to write in for anything uh, for for our finale, uh, I guess, which we'll, we'll be recording in a couple of weeks uh, when you hear this, we'll be recording it in like a week, probably. Uh, so please, if you have any theories about uh, who who exactly is the Phantom Renegade, uh, who could be him, what what tricks he he or she is pulling, uh, or they are pulling to uh, uh, remain uh, hidden, please give us all of your conspiracy theories about uh, uh, the the Phantom Thief retort. I w- we would love to go over them on air. <laughs> You know what? It might actually be quicker for all of our listeners to write in about who they think isn't the Phantom Thief. Yeah, <laughs> and then we can kind of narrow it down. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the better. Uh, uh, give give us your your uh, evidence and ideas about why certain characters aren't the Phantom Thief retort, aren't the Phantom Renegade, uh, and that'll help us narrow it down to the larger list of who actually is. Uh, um. But yeah, Icky and Koji and uh, Metabee and Smilodon rush over to the edge of the cliff to try and catch a glimpse of, of uh, the Phantom Renegade to see if he's still alive. 
don't see him and turn around to find the rest of the horde of rubber robos the the entry level uh rubber robos are there and ready to fight uh we are in for a hell of an episode next time yeah uh what a what a closer of this show yeah um real good um i'm thinking next episode starts off with the rubber robos surrendering to icky or joining icky's gang we'll see next week but come uh, on who knows they could all uh they i think uh probably what i predict is they're mad for taking uh, for icky taking uh their new mother away um so we'll we'll see how this plays out though or they uh, learn hey if we hang out with icky we get to borrow his mom whenever we want yeah i mean that terminology is really, not great yeah. but you know <laughs> they're, they're really just all going to hand him papers that uh he can co-sign to uh recommend them for adoption into the tenrio family uh <laughs> Uh, I mean, they did just see their erstwhile uh, parent, uh, the Rubber Robo leader, did send a war machine to kill them all. Yeah. And their house was just destroyed. Yeah. So th- they could uh, use a new new <laughs> set of parents. And what better parents than the Tenryos? And yeah, we, they might actually their, raise yeah. some kids who aren't shitty now. <laughs> they get a second chance. Yeah. They learn from their mistakes. Um. God, I, I I will be so disappointed if they do not follow up on this exact plot point that we have pulled out of thin air. Uh, but I do like it. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, that's that's episode though. Uh, it's th- those were these were great episodes. I know we say they're great episodes every time, but these were seriously great episodes. Uh, Mitch, I'll stop saying they're great episodes find... if they stop being great episodes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. as simple as that. Uh, maybe they just put all the bad episodes at the start of season two and we're going to have a slog for like three or four weeks. Um, yeah, that's what I'm really worried about. Because <laughs> looking at those episode titles, I'm not excited about any of them, except the one that talks about mimosas. Um, I did. Uh, um, I don't remember if I actually said this while we were recording uh, when Sam was on last, but I did accidentally watch um, uh, Dance with the Mantis. Uh, by accident, which we'll be covering. That'll be the second season two episode, and that is actually a very good episode. So I think we might be we might be in for some like just good, not entirely plot related stuff. And for which the episodes nice. that are probably plot related, uh, they will simply just be very weirdly rewritten for me, and we'll get to go over the differences a lot. And you'll be very confused as far as what's going on with Japanese. <laughs> uh, we saw. Um... I think it's the second episode of um, I like I've seen a couple of these accidentally because these the Japanese numbering and the English numbering is um, different enough that sometimes I get confused. Yeah, but a couple of these I've seen before and they're not they're not bad, but they touch on some subjects that I I can't wait to see how the dub handles them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, uh, Mitch, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Big Bad Beetle Boy at Twitter. That's where I spend most of my time anymore, sadly. Yeah, um, and what? they can you can find me at Pagetish most places. Um, also, just you know, on Twitter, I need to use my my Instagram more. Honestly, I do enjoy using it. I just like I don't know. Uh, even though I cook a lot more now, it just it would be weird if I photographed. Uh, it was easier to photograph the meals that I made when I was like not cooking every other day. I guess I don't know. I need to get it makes sense. That. I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. But now you got that. Uh, you got that Kotatsu. You got that uh, light up signboard. Like, yeah, you could really Instagram um, stuff up. I you know I should have posted uh, the gunpla I made to Instagram and I didn't. But fucking no. Ooh. Well. Um, you know where you can find this podcast. 
you can find it on most podcatchers at MetaWatch, and you can find us on Twitter at uh, at MetaWatch or at MetaRotch. It's great. It's I'm going to be uh, doing like more gifts subscribe. tomorrow. Uh, I don't do gifts unless I'm being paid at work, and I can slack off and do gifts of MetaWatch. Yeah, um, we'll pro. Uh, I will probably tweet about this, but uh, you know, we uh, the the decision that we made since we did. Um, we started off with the first episode, just doing that first episode for the first episode, uh, which put us on a weird track, which meant we, 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 like, we had the choice of either doing the last episode of season one alone, um, or doing the last episode of season one, the first episode of season two. So we decided to do the first episode or the last episode of season one alone. And then we're probably going to do like a season one wrap up kind of thing with that. Uh, so I guess, I don't, I think we only have like 25 listeners, uh, but if you have any questions, send them in. Uh, we're going to be recording that, uh, shit. Um, in a bit. Yeah. Uh, we will probably be recording that episode on the 23rd, maybe earlier, depending on how exactly our schedules work out. But definitely, uh, when you hear this, uh, what on the 19th if i manage to edit it on time which i will because i i'm taking some time off uh from work so i should be able to get that done no problem um yeah get us get us some questions in uh early before we record or whatever and uh yeah we'll we'll talk about them on our air it'll be fun good time it'll be very fun uh yeah. colin don't poo poo the fact that we have 25 listeners that's half the entire audience of metawatch or uh, metabots and it's prime <laughs> That's true, yeah. Uh, and I mean, who knows? Uh, like, you know, uh, I don't know how Pinecast uh, shit exactly works and how accurate it is. And also, I haven't checked it in a while. So maybe we have more. Uh, if Even if we only have 25 listeners, I love each and every one of you. Thank you for coming on this ride. Uh, and think, like, God, it's nice just to know that people are enjoying MetaWatch out there. Uh, it's fun. It's great. Please, please listen. Please watch it. It's a good show. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, you mean like our, you got nothing just like how we still have an ending segment? Metabot!